everybody, welcome back to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman. Thank you so much for joining me today for the conversation. Um, we're going to get into some cool stuff today. Cool, amazing, fun, beautiful. The word of the Lord is what we're going to get into. So this show is called Roar Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer, which again, first time I always like to kind of introduce what it is for those who are maybe checking out the podcast It's all about letting the Bible reveal who our Redeemer is, who Jesus is. He was the Word made flesh. He came down and He's dwelt among us. And now He has ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places far above. All this going on down here. But He came to reveal some things. He revealed who the Father was. He he said, excuse me, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we get into this. It helps us see who we are because we were made in the image of God. Helps us see who the Father is. Helps us see who Jesus is. So the Bible is very important. It is um, the most important, important, important. It's just, I don't have any other words. Just important. It should be the number one, numero uno. Um, so the Ten Commandments, you know, have no other God besides me. I have only one who can sit in that place in your heart and in my heart. So letting the Bible reveal who he is makes it a lot easier for us to... Uh, See who's sitting on the throne, eh? So, um, I think we've been doing this recently, um, if you've listened to the last few podcasts, where I just kind of flip the Bible open and just get into it and see what uh, what comes, where it lands, and uh, I think that'll be fun. I'm going to try to land maybe in the Old Testament this time. We'll see what happens here. Three, two, shamant. Judges chapter one. What a doozy, eh? No, <laughs> this will be good. Um... Judges is really, really cool. It's interesting. There's a lot of the canon of the kind of the Old Testament scripture here. There were certain books that were kind of grouped together. Judges is kind of a group of different things. Um, There was, through the history was being told, through the history, excuse me, of the Israelites that was being told, there was this dispensation where these judges basically ruled over um, the the Jewish people. And um, so they, it goes through, there's a lot of different ones um, this is kind of a big history spot here on this page, so we'll kind of see what uh, what happens. Plus, we have the end of Joshua, at least the way this Bible is split up. I got the very end of Joshua here, and then the uh, the beginning of Judges. I might look at a little bit of both here. I think it's interesting. Um, Joshua died at 110 years old. Cool freebie fact for your trivia nights. Judges chapter 1. Let's read here. After the death of Joshua, the people of Israel inquired of the Lord. Pretty good wisdom there. Who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? The Lord said, Judah shall go up, for behold, I have given the land unto his hand. Then Judah said to Simeon, his brother, Come up with me into the territory allotted to me, that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with you into the territory allotted to you, or given to you, or again, allotted. It's been It's your responsibility. So Simeon went up with him, and then Judah went up to the Lord and gave the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand. Excuse me, the Lord gave them into his hand. And they defeated 10,000 of them. That's a big old fight, man. At Bezek, and they found Adonai Bezek at Bezek and fought against him and defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Adonai Bezek fled, but they pursued him and caught him and this gets a little graphic, cut off some parts of him. And Adonai Bezek said 70 kings 
with these things cut off, used to pick up the scraps under my table. As I have done, God has repaid me. So there were two parts that he chopped off, uh, that they chopped off of him in those areas um, that they got rid of for him. It was something that he himself had done, this king, as Adonai Bezek, um, Adoni Bezek, however you pronounce it, had uh, had done and he had been repaid. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and there is where he actually died. Then the men of Judah fought against Jerusalem and captured it, and struck it with the edge of the sword, and set the city on fire. Then afterward the men of Judah went down and fought against the Canaanites who lived in the hill country of Negeb, and to the lowland, and to Judah they went against the Canaanites who lived in the Hebron. Now name of Hebron was formerly known as Kirath Ababa, which I probably am not pronouncing most of this right. And they defeated Shashi and Ammon and Talame, or Tal- Talmai. From there, they went against the inhabitants of Debris, in the name of Debris, or D, it's D-E-B-I-R, Debir, Debris. They formerly Kareth Sepper, and Caleb said, He who attacks Kareth Sepper and captures it, I will give my daughter for a wife. Then Ornthal, the son of Kenzas, Caleb's younger brother, captured it and gave him access for a wife. And then she came down and urged him to ask her father for a field. She dismounted from her donkey. So they rode donkeys around. And Caleb said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Give me a blessing, since you have set me in the land of Negeb. Give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. And the descendants of Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, went up to the people of Judah and from the city of Palms in the wilderness of Judah, which lies in Negeb near Arad. And they went and settled with the people, and Judah went with Simeon his brother, and they defeated the Canaanites who inhabited Zepheth and devoted it to destruction. So the name of the city was called Hormah. Judah also captured Gaza, or Gaza with its territory, and Achshlon with its territory, and Ekron with its territory. And the Lord was with Judah, and he took possession of the hill country, and he could not drive out, but, excuse me, he could not drive out the inhabitants of the plain because they had chariots of iron. And verse 20, the Hebron was given to Caleb, and Moses had said, and he drove it out from there the three sons of Anak. But the people of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So the Jebusites lived with the people of Benjamin and to Jerusalem to this day. And the house of Joseph also went up against Bethel. And the Lord was with them and the house of Joseph scouted Bethel, now the name of the city, which was formerly known as Luz. And the spies saw a man coming from the city. And you're kind of seeing where this is going. I'm doing all of this reading here because it's interesting. Um, a lot of the Bible is history. A lot of the Bible goes into this this story of the people of Israel. And it speaks to us how invested God himself is in our story. Um, it's very easy to feel isolated. It's very easy to compare our story to other people's story. It's very easy to say, well, you know, they did this, they did that. And man's always looking at accomplishments, but it's interesting that it's written down for us to see this story of how God was with him. Um, Judah here is kind of this judge figure who goes in and there's a lot of different areas he clears out. So God was with him. It says in the beginning, um, and the Lord said, verse two, Judah shall go up for behold, I have given the land into his hand. And Judah came to Simeon, come up with me, we'll take it. Um, been allotted to you. So then verse four, Judah went up and the Lord gave them or gave Judah this land. So Judah was also, or the Lord was with Judah. Now, us who have been born again, I've got good news. God is with us. 
God is for us. Now, this is in the Old Testament. This is, these are not born-again people. These are not saved people. These are not people with the Spirit of God living on the inside of them. These are, you know, very, in a lot of ways, carnal people, unfortunately. They, they knew of the ways of God. A lot of them kept to the best of their capability, the Ten Commandments, the ways of the Lord. Um, they kept it alive in their family. It was kept alive through their heritage. Um, and they had a fear of the Lord. They had an understanding of God, um, you know, to the degree that the Lord revealed himself to them in the Old Testament. But again, the love of God has now been shed abroad. We have a different full picture and connection that these would have loved to have if they had had it. You know, they would have lived their lives a little differently. However, nevertheless, it does not, it it shows, excuse me, how much the Lord himself cares about their story, even when they're doing things that you might be like, that's a little bold. It's a little brazen. That's a little, that's a little much, Judah. Do you think you could chill out a little bit? You're just going in and dominating, taking people's homes and lands. What are you... Well, see, the Lord cares about his family. The Lord has a place for us. And sometimes the enemy and different things, different lies, deceptions, accusations occupy these areas in our hearts. They occupy areas that we need with the Lord's hand upon our lives to take out. See, that's what Jesus came. He came to abolish deception, abolish the lies of the enemy, and allow us to take back those areas Judge those things which are wrong and against the Lord. You know, those ways of thinking in our mind, those habits, those addictions, those things that came in and just, you know, took land in our hearts and in our souls. And we now get the opportunity through truth, through life, through the word to just de, what do you call it? Um, just redeem the land, basically take it back for, for what has really been given to us, what the Lord has promised to us. Notice whenever he says, uh, go up, Judah shall go up, behold, I have given this land to his hand. So there's very clearly a place that God has given him. There's a place of security. There's a place of provision. There's a place of, uh, of, of, of supply, of um, even identity that is given because this is where he lives. This is his house. This is for Judah, right? And then he says to Simeon, his brother, come and give me the territory allotted to me. So there's there's different territories that's been allotted to each family. Your family has territory. You can think of territory not only just as natural territory, but think of the the space. You know, some people like, for instance, Apple. You think of like Steve Jobs. That was territory allotted to him. That company he created, that was his territory. That was the thing that he built and was his. That was allotted to him. Now you have all the iPhones and the technology because of it, right? You have, um, you know, Ford and General Motors, you know, those different companies, they had territory allotted to them. Now the motor vehicles, Toyota, whoever, those different people, those different family lines, you know, there was territory, something was given a lot of the, there was something that they worked through that was the revelation given to them of, you know, Leonardo da Vinci. You look at some of the things he created, some of his inventions, you know, I went to, when we were in um, France, we went to um, da Vinci. There's like a, it's like his home. It was out kind of in the countryside. And it's kind of like a museum, but you can see his home. And it's got a lot of his inventions on display. And Dan and I both began to look at these inventions. And it was like he created the mechanisms for the motor without putting them all together. You look at, he created, you know, different gearings. He created different, like, piston, basically, movements back and forth, hinges, and different, like, intricate buildings. And if you put them all together, Dan and I were like, he literally built a motor, an engine, 
you know, that we use that runs on gasoline without the gasoline that goes in it. But he created all the, the basic structure for these things. You know, it's like he, he invented it. There was gearing for, you know, how to turn centrifugal momentum into, you know, different, like shifting the force. Like, it was really cool to see, and I can't even really explain it. I'm not an engineer, not able to really describe it probably and do it justice. But Dan and I were like, it's like he created the motor, the different gearing spots and ways that a lot of different, you know, the momentum is transferred from the gearbox to the differential and just different things. Like, it's like he created that, but just didn't put it together. You know, and now here we have these inventions, these pieces. So that was allotted to him. You could say that was territory given to him. And each one of us has territory that God's given us. There's something in our lives. There's a destiny. There's a plan. There's a territory that God wants us to conquer. He wants us to take over. He wants us to establish his ways and his kingdom in that area. So that territory that he's given to us, again, it's it's different for each individual. And it works together with the kingdom. It works together with our families. It works together with our spouses, with those who he's, he's, we've partnered up with. We've made that decision. God, um, he knows what, what he's doing and he's got a plan and he's got a way for it all to work out. So having that understanding is, is really cool. And again, Judges kind of brings that out when you see this. He talks about the descendants. He talks about, there's a lot of different things. Even whenever you take over, you actually teach. The Bible says that whenever we walk in the ways of the Lord, that principalities and angels are actually taught about God's wisdom. I can't think of the specific reference for that verse. I really wish I knew it off the top of my head. But um, research that verse. It talks about how we will teach angels and different things of the infinite wisdom of, of God. I believe Paul talks about it. Um, there's this reality that as we walk in the way and we take the territory, again, that God has allotted and has promised us, and we begin to walk in that, we walk in the ways of the Lord, we follow Jesus, he leads us and guides us, he sets the members of his body, the Bible says, so he knows where we're to fit, where we're to be, and we yield to that and that relationship, and we become established, not just in where we think we belong, but in where he has placed us to belong. And in that place, there becomes a fruition, there's provision, there's all that we would have need of is taken care of. And we expand and grow because that is the place that God has for us. And he has given to us to subdue, to dominate. It's the same thing. It says, be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. You know, go where God has given us to subdue. He placed Adam and Eve in a garden. He made a place for them to subdue and to begin and to grow you know, and then that area was to subdue and eventually take over the whole earth. Well, now Jesus has come as the last Adam and has re-given that promise. Subdue, take dominion over the lies of the enemy. Take dominion over that which I have given you and expand the kingdom. Grow and make disciples. Be fruitful. Multiply my kingdom. Multiply my ways. It's the same promise that Jesus has given us. But again, sometimes it might look a little different than how it did in the Old Testament, but it's the same root. And it can be exercised in a lot of the same ways. Um, So yeah, that's just kind of all I had on my heart for you guys today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for checking it out. Read the book of Judges. Go into some of those things. Don't be scared of it. Don't feel like, I don't know if I... There's always a way in there that the Lord will speak and can speak through His Word. So uh, yeah, he gets into it. Thank you so much for listening to the conversation today. Um, Thanks for checking it out. Love you guys. For more information about myself, the ministry, family mission, you can check out the description of the podcast, our website, social media and stuff is there. If you want to get in contact with me, email address, all that fun stuff, check it out. Want to partner with family mission. It's all there. Um, Yeah, that's about it. 
Thank you so much. Uh, May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace. I'll see you guys later. 